this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. Daisy Duke's bikinis on time. <laughs> At the bottom of Hellside, the outlaws are exploring the apartment of Shoma Lyserius. But when you made your way back to Hellside, you found this apartment that Shoma Lyserius supposedly Shoma. operates out of. Uh, and when you got there, you unlocked the door, or rather Alonzo forcibly unlocked the door, and you started exploring this apartment. But it looked like no one had really been there, especially like the bedroom looked completely untouched. And you uh, found a hidden door in the back. And have found a secret door leading to a strange clockwork lab. A large table stands in the center of the room with a half-finished humanoid construct laying atop it. The north and west walls of the room have a large L-shaped table covered with alchemical equipment. Shelves and cabinets obscure the remaining walls. But inside is a whole room full of trouble. You walk in the room, Alonzo, and you see the the imp little guy sitting on this humanoid figure. And you also see these three clockwork handlers in the room. Your old buddies from the bank. And this one starts creaking. Uh, and he steps over to you, Alonzo. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Things are about to get spicy. We can't afford to take that kind of damage. We only have three people. Now. I would like to open up this episode with an important note. This is the 26th episode <gasps> of season three. Oh. Which makes this... The longest season. The Officially the longest Woo! episode season Woo! that we have ever recorded. Ah. Are you popping shake, fake champagne, shake champagne? That's right. Shake champagne. The, 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 popper, the poppers. <laughs> it's da, 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 oh <laughs> you know, in uh, one of the first episodes we recorded this season, uh, I don't remember what the setup was, but you had your little dice thingy, the little M&M's tube that oh, you kept yes. your dice in, and you popped it at like the most opportune time. Oh, it, was, it was really good. Um Oh, God, I can't remember what it is. But yeah, this is the longest season we've done. I know we've talked about it. Normally, uh, about this time, six months in, we're wrapping up whatever yeah. game we're trying out. But this game, I mean, we're we're kind of just getting spun up on it. So it's different for us. You know, we've done uh, some shorter campaigns and games to explore them. But this time, we're really, really diving in deep. And it's a lot of fun. Because it's Pathfinder. This is this is our... Our baby. Our, our heritage, our stomping grounds. This is where we kind of got our feet underneath us in terms of TTRPGs. We, we were all itching. We also have a whole three book adventure path. We were itching yeah. to play this and we all knew it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The secret uh, audience about the show is that while There's we are... While we are trying to... The secret to, audience. Jesus. It's stored not in the hallway, the audience but is in the kitchen. The audience is stored in the balls. It's uh, audience is stored no, in the No, it's stored in the kitchen. While we are trying oh, no. to take this show as a way for us to play new things and make I ourselves learn... audience. 
and capture the novelty. You did this. Uh, what we really do on the show is play what we want to play. That's right. <laughs> yep. Play what you want to play. No, but I was describing this to a friend at work, and I was like, it's just an excuse for us to play something other than Pathfinder. Yeah. And yeah. then it wasn't. And then it, well, it's Tui. It's Tui. This is Pathfinder. It's a lot. We, having just played 1E <laughs> yes. very recently after all the podcast stuff, it is, is very different from 1E, so... Yeah, but it's nice. Uh, but uh, for today's, uh, you know, scheduled bantering, uh, I have a comment I wanted to respond to uh, from the beloved The Mario uh, on YouTube. Chris Pratt? No. <laughs> One uh, of my favorites, because they actually talk to me. <laughs> uh, but Mario uh, was listening to us talk about the things Pathfinder 2E does good and not so good, maybe in terms of tone. Uh, he wanted to know, uh, what kind of setting do we all enjoy playing the most? Is it high fantasy, like typical D&D, Western, uh, gothicore, dark fantasy, futuristic, Victorian era, Lovecraftian, or something else? So why don't we kick it around the table and talk about our favorite like settings and themes to play at the table? I bet I can guess Jacob's. Uh, Jacob wants it as horror Cthulian as possible. Do you want to start us off there, Jacob? I'll start us off, and my answer is actually quite simple. And it is, oh, I just like playing <laughs> uh, games. I like <laughs> playing games. I like high fantasy because magic is dope. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to do like an actual horror game at some point. Yes, I was right. While we've had horror chapters in some of our other adventures, mm -hmm. it's not like the whole thing is horror. I, I, I have... I do quite enjoy listening to it, so I think I'd enjoy playing it. It's just I've never had the chance to do legitimate, actual built for horror. Uh, and I think that'd be fun. And as far as other things, I'll tell you what I am not interested in. I couldn't care less about futuristic styles like cyberpunk. Honestly, I, it just doesn't vibe with me. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not for me. But you like space fantasy like Starfinder. Yeah, it's not cyberpunk. Okay. So it's a very big difference. So it's not just futuristic. It's not it's cyberpunk. <sighs> cyberpunk Googling. is dirty, gritty, dirty, hopeless. Yeah. And everything's horrible. Whereas science fantasy is like high fantasy, but in space. Like Star Wars, Star Like Star Wars. It's very different in tone and mood. Okay. I get um, what you mean. It's not like a dystopian novel futuristic stuff. It's more... Because that's what I got, I got the vibe of when yeah, I looked like, up cyberpunk. Looking up what, like, because I, I pulled up the video where Mario's uh, 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 comment is, uh, high fantasy's fun, western's fun. Western isn't my go-to, but I've been enjoying this one. Gothic horror would be fun. Dark fantasy would be very interesting. We're per currently playing through a game with my older brother with that's Twisted Fairy Tales. And we Ooh. did it before... Dimension 20 did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really cool, that, that twisted fairy tale world, because we've been able to explore different types of environments, yeah. and it makes sense in context of the story. So, like, Excuse, we played that in Reign of Winter before your brother did, that's so fair. I'm that's going to sue. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I've actually... And, uh, I, 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 Pretty much like almost everything except for specifically the style of cyberpunk, which I think might would reach over to something like Shadowrun. Uh, seemed very familiar to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but other than that, I just like, it's just fun. I like everything. Clarifying it's questions fun. on, since you 
don't like uh, futuristic in the style of cyberpunk. How do you feel about s- general sci-fi? So I thought you were going to say like sniperpunk. <laughs> Honestly, it kind of <laughs> like depends. Like uh, Alien or The Expanse, that kind of style. It kind of depends because like when I think sci-fi, one of my first go-tos is Star Wars, but I actually don't think Star Wars is sci-fi. It's sci-fi, <laughs> but it's more so space fantasy. It's more space fantasy. Um I think I'd have Unless fun. it's in the Mandalorian where and it's a Western. Oh, there you go. It's space Western. Uh, I think I could have fun with it, but it, it's actually not my go-to. Uh, when I think if I could play any sci-fi game right now, it wouldn't be Star Trek. It wouldn't be Shadowrun. I'd probably want to play. Um, there's a Star Trek game. Oh, yes, there is. They oh, definitely on, uh, there's one. They played it on the um, new game. Who dis yeah. for GCP at oh, one that's point. Cool. Yeah. I've it never sounded cared fun. About Star Trek. Yeah, I don't really. I've never. I don't have a reason to play that. I never cared for it too much or I never watched it. I would probably like it. I would play Paranoia. Paranoia. Yeah. Paranoia. Okay. Interesting. That's a, a good choice. Solid I know what you want to play. What you want to play. Oh, what is it? The one, the one they kept trying to get our our family group to play. Oh, Delta Green. You want to play Delta Green? I would that's love to not play Delta Green. Though. That's no, that's not sci-fi. Horror. That's, that's horror. real life, but Cthulhu. Yeah, real life. Oh, so real Cthulhu. life. Sure. Um, well, then, uh, last clarifying question before we move on to Drow. Uh, if you don't like the grimness of cyberpunk, how do you feel about the grim, dark future of the forty-first millennia? That Stop. is so extreme. I would probably have fun with it. <laughs> I, a, I don't think you could, in any real sense, call that cyberpunk. There's a very big difference between. Oh my god! Unless you're talking about Adeptus Mechanicus, down person struggling through life in cyberpunk, slowly turning their body into a living weapon, does doesn't appeal to me. But then you look at Warhammer 40k, and the aesthetic is while you might sound similar. Very different. The tone is different. And uh, everybody's evil in 40K. Everybody has it rough. And then everybody's what does it evil? mean to be, oh, everybody's evil. Uh, there's no good guys in 40K. There's no good guys. Except for maybe the salamanders. They're slightly less bad. They're less bad. But What about the Tau? The Tau are the closest thing they have to a good guy. Yeah, but they that's have... why a lot of people don't care for the Tau because they're like, this oh. is not 40K mood. Well, now we're talking about 40K. Yeah, lore, so we, we got to really stop. We got to stop this now because <laughs> we could keep talking about that. But I, I think I could enjoy that one for a short bit. It would not okay. be a long game. Would it remind oh, yeah. you of your Primark? So, Drow, uh, what kind of <laughs> fantasy or uh, tabletop setting, rather, uh, what kind of tabletop setting do you really gravitate towards, or are there any that you don't like in particular? I think that the, uh, I've seen it once or twice recently, the Magical High School is uh. the stupidest concept. <laughs> I think that would be so exceptionally unfun to play in. I could understand why you would say that. Yeah. Maybe this is just a troubled childhood talking. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be like a, a student in a world where magic and stuff happens because that would mean that I'm beholden to studying. Set no, <laughs> that would threw me off. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that would kind of make it so that I was already set up to be underpowered, and I want to be able to be like a person able to handle themselves. Oh. Which is why I like high fantasy with lots and lots of magic. Because if something scary comes up, if something bad comes up, I can just explode it. There's fireball. <laughs> yes. Fireball fixes everything. Yes. Uh, Brick's uh, signature move, Fox 2. Fox fireball, 2, Fox quick 2. And fireball. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite 
is just high fantasy. I I would hesitantly say that I like um, a little bit darker fantasy, not like in the terms of The Witcher, because that's a little too dark for me, but not exactly Lord of the Rings where everything's kind of bright and shiny. That's fair. Right up until you get to evil bastard land. Well, then what kind of subgenre of high fantasy would you prefer? Let's say, let's let's match uh, setting with tone. Uh, setting with tone. Like dark fantasy or dark fairy tale, something a la Reign of Winter. Do you want Definitely. more gritty medieval based fantasy? No. It could be higher low magic like Witcher is, you know, more Pretty low realistic. Magic. But I mean, it it's mixed, right? Because you have a lot of magic. It's just not as widely available, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, I mean, even Lord of the Rings has low magic, wouldn't you think so? But Witcher's tone is gritty, a European medieval history realism adjacent, yeah, right? Yeah. Whereas yeah. Lord of the Rings is high fantasy epics. Yeah. So you lean more towards dark fantasy and a dark fairy tale, right? Think Alice in Wonderland, almost. Just trippy. Where things are a little bit not right, where things are definitely out there in comparison to the real world and there's not as much sense because of it but um not like oh yeah my wife died of syphilis and then my daughter died of syphilis and then i died of syphilis but it turns out i can't actually die you want your issues Did to you not die of be dysentery? like violence and disease based like real world you want your issues to be my son got cursed and got turned into a statue could you go fight the monster yes. that did this yes is this why yeah. you like um even if it is lower magic, uh, something like Forbidden Lands, because of how it twists a lot of the ideas of standard fantasy. I do like that. I think that's just because I like being a little dog man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bark. Bark indeed. Then I got to ask after that. Um, yes. If you were planning a, a fantasy campaign either to run or be a part of today, uh, what kind of fantasy campaign would you be most interested in something role play focus like intrigue something with a lot of exploration or something that is like dungeon delving dungeon delving specifically because i would want to hurt you guys <laughs> if i ran it oh, if you ran it but what yes. if you played it uh i would want it to be role play centric because i don't want to be hurt (laughs) you say you would hurt us but if you ran a dungeon delving campaign especially for me and jacob as players we would eat it up fair enough yeah (laughs) you held your finger jacob just held his finger (laughs) you say we'd eat it up but if they wanted to hurt us We'd take the, it. The DM can hurt stuff real bad. <laughs> but we'd take it and make oh, new characters. I see you've passed that. No, you didn't. What if you didn't? <laughs> what if you didn't? This, okay, I would hurt you fairly <laughs> yes, within yes, the rules. Course, I wouldn't be course. like, you know what? You got a natural 20, but I don't like the way you looked at me yesterday. Boulder so, falls on your yeah. head. <laughs> well, as long as you give Jacob some loot at the end of the dungeon, I think he'd suffer. Yeah, he'll anything. be happy. He <laughs> just wants loot. Oh, my God. Just want to get my character to be stronger so they can get better stuff later. We actually, I'm going to take a quick aside here. Uh, yes. We were playing Forbidden Lands with our little Friday group uh, from Albert Inn, uh, just a little private game. And uh, we ju- <laughs> they just got their first stronghold. And we're uh. actually, uh, unlike our uh, season, we actually have time to sit around for an hour and plan out stuff. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when we recorded it, I gave you basically a mostly functioning stronghold so you wouldn't have to spend three episodes getting it up to where you wanted it. <laughs> yep. uh, and Jacob is already like, 
spreadsheeting out, all right, well, we need this, this, and this, so we can hire these people, and then we can hire more people to do, and it's like he's got it all planned out because I, he likes money and, and DTRPGs. I built a stronghold uh, uh, thing. You built a function in the stronghold. A function. Yeah. And I was a happy man. You built a quarry. <laughs> <laughs> I yearned for the mines. <sighs> so The halflings. Uh they yearn for the mines. That's right. What do you? What is your response to your friend Mario here? Uh, what kind of fantasy setting kind of gets you going? What's your favorite to to play in? And are there any that you don't like? Well, um, I've not gotten to play much of it, but I actually love the sci-fi world fantasy setting. Yes. I want to fly a starship. Oh, I want to visit oh. other planets. <laughs> I want to have starship combat, oh. shoot laser guns, and have like high-tech armor. That just tickles my fancy. Yeah, but to have this sort of world where it's almost like, say, your Star Wars universe, where you could easily go to a planet where it's less, low, or it's more low-tech, so you can experience the best of both. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I would love that. Eat that up. I'd play some Starfinder in a heartbeat. Okay, then how do you feel? Actually, I'm going to take a quick note here. There was a Hero Lab sale online recently. Oh, and the no. yearly oh. uh, life essence extraction from my wallet. Mm. Um, and I <laughs> bought a bunch of Starfinder stuff because I had Heck a dream. Yes. I don't know when, probably never going to be able to play Starfinder, but I have a dream that I'll play Starfinder one day. And yeah. I got stuff on sale to support that dream. Oh. But I got to know. So uh, you like Starfinder and, and Star Wars kind of stuff. Uh, how does that translate to like on the scale of you know space fantasy like Starfinder, Star Wars, down to something like Alien or The Expanse that's more like grounded in Earth solar system? Uh, how do you feel about those a- aliens in space, not on Earth? But sure, okay, but like it's based on like Earth expanding, right? Okay, okay, like okay. going out of the solar system. Whereas Starfinder, there's no Earth. Earth, not dirt. Well, okay. All right. Oh, you mean, okay. And okay. Star Wars, there's no Earth. Earth, not dirt. Stuff like that wouldn't bother me too much. Um, I just like the expansion of the world and being able to visit different places. But that's not my only one I like. I do enjoy the high fantasy slash low fantasy setting. And then I thought of one. I wouldn't mind something set in a familiar world, sort of like ours, to sort of like post-apocalyptic or something where survival becomes difficult because of some factor that made the world different. Um, You end up having to like, you know, get around. Fallout. Something (laughs) sort of like that. I I love that type of stuff. I'd eat that up too. I wouldn't care if we didn't have magic or anything like that. That wouldn't bother me because I tend to play low magic characters except for my Mm. one druid. That reminds me of Hope Finder, that 2E Pathfinder Uh, hack, and that looked really fun. I but like I would eat up that. stuff like that yeah, in a heartbeat. You don't like undead. That's nothing. It's but it's undead. not the undead. I just I'm so fucking tired of everything being bad. <laughs> well, I, I, mean, I hear that, and it's also Seattle. So, <laughs> oh, at I, least it's not Detroit. I have nothing against Seattle. I find Seattle, something fascinating about watching humanity, <laughs> like about, about the concept of humanity persevering beyond some tragic event. But but first thing I'd do is go to Starfinder, yeah. sci-fi world all the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is there any setting in particular that just doesn't do it for you, though, Kat? Um, I'm not a fan of the big horror stuff. Mood. Um, nope, nope, <sighs> nope. I see that in my dreams too much, my nightmares. I don't want it. Mood. I don't need to have things that chase me that I can't stop. I don't want to have things chase me that I can't stop. I don't need old, creepy, world, scary 
like all the stuff that Jacob loves. So y'all ever play that? Count me out. I'll join but another it's, group. It's the perfect opportunity to, to have to more dress nightmares. yourself up in like a little tiger print speedo, just beat the shit out of whatever is chasing you, and then <laughs> yeah, California girls true. on them. <laughs> well, I so, mean, you know what I'd do in that world? I'd just be the most low fantasy, you beat the mess out of them with a baseball bat type. So I got a question then. So if you were going to play in a sci-fi-ish campaign, let's say Starfinder, for example, since we've been talking about it, what kind of campaign would you want to be in? Like uh, tone-wise, adventure-wise, would you want to be doing exploration? <laughs> How would you feel if there was like some element of cosmic horror as part of the campaign? Or would you want to do the uh, like space equivalent of dungeon delving? Like where on the spectrum campaign-wise would be cool? Good to my favorite space if dungeon. If they <laughs> added elements That's of dungeon. cosmic horror, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> just not a whole game that centers uh, on it. Just like a little sprinkle, a little spice. Yeah, a little here sprinkle and here and there, there is fine. A little bit of dark tapestry there, a smidgen of Cthulhu there. I'd be so <laughs> excited. Rovagog. Just, just every so often, yeah. you're playing Alien Isolation. Just, I'd be excited to be in the sci-fi world so much that I'd take whatever it took to get a group. So long as it wasn't like uber dark, super dark. <laughs> and to clarify, space is really dark. Yeah. It is dark, and but you don't have like, no to know what you mean. I want some happiness to it, some hope. Unfortunately uh, for the show, cool. we've actually played Starfinder before, so it doesn't qualify. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. We, we barely it. touched it. We played like I one got, session that counts. I got a taste and then and it was it ripped was out like from underneath me. An hour and a half to two hours. Maybe it's because it was low level though, but I've heard people complain about Starship Combat. I loved it. That was less than our test sessions for Micah, this game. Micah played with us and he was our pilot in that game and it was wonderful. It was great. It was so much fun. You had to synergize and it was a group and every position was equally important. Jacob had and I got a, to be a cute little rat guy. A, a cute with little a, rat man with a with robot a, that was an ex-police bot that was very brutal to yes. your enemies. Do not resist. <laughs> you yep. had RoboCop as your little uh, companion. I did. At completely at odds with my character. Uh, he was just so happy. <laughs> it was really funny though. Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll answer. For things that I do not like in terms of tabletop settings, yeah. I don't like superhero games. Oh, uh, okay. I hear that. I've listened to a couple different shows play them. They're okay for people who like that. I've never been into superhero stuff like for most of my life anyway. And so it just does not do it for me, no matter how you spin it. It just, it doesn't do it for me at all. Totally get that. As a player, I don't care about horror. I'll have it like we talked with Kat, sprinkled in here and there. Yeah, that's fine. But I don't like um, cosmic horror and horror stuff as a long ongoing theme. Mm. Not that it freaks me out. I just get so tired of it. Um, as a GM, I love running a horror thing here and there because of like spooking the crap out of my players. You get real into it when you DM horror. You get really into it. You like to set the atmosphere, turn yeah. off the lights, pull out your little pull out your little candles. It works. Uh, I, when I ran you through the, there's a haunted house in the second book of Rune Lords. Oh yeah, that was legendary. Whenever I was running you and Dartrosa. Yeah. Uh, well, that Our wasn't haunted, It, it kind of felt like it, though. Uh, more recently, when I ran our Friday Forbidden Lands group through the uh, fort where uh, Blue Fang died, Rip. Um, uh, rip. That was fun. Rip to shreds. Um, yeah. But as a player in GM, in terms of settings I really like, 
I mean, I, I like a lot of stuff. Recently, I've been kind of hooked on um, Victorian era steampunk stuff, not just because of this campaign, but because I've been listening to a lot of Blades in the Dark plays uh, or content. And I just think that stuff's super neat. Yeah. Um, I could go for that. I am not the biggest fan of steampunk stuff. I mean, I'm not very specifically because of steam powered giraffe. That's fair, but the it's not v- base vanilla steampunk that I'm into. It's more the like eldritch spin on it that oh. works really well. Like that's pretty cool. Oh, it like leans the into horror. In the machine. Yeah, actually, it's a uh, Blades in the Dark is not just steampunk. It can be whatever you want it to be. It could be hella steampunk. It could be hella spooky. Yeah, and it's it's really cool. Um, Although, if I had my druthers of anything... I gotta guess. What do you think it would be, Kat? You want to play in a historic world, like World War II or oh, something. Oh, no, you want to play You want to be realistic fiction. I would love to GM alternate history yeah. Uh, yeah, based yeah. on real events, because that's my jam. I knew that. I, I was waiting for it. I love <gasps> the newer Wolfenstein games. Um, like uh, New Order or whatever, alternate history stuff is my jam. What's that? Weird Worlds? Weird, Weird War Worlds. 2. Weird yeah, War, War 2. 2, okay. Yeah, I'd love to run that, but like, I'd, if I did that, I would go the extra mile to put in all the historical research and it probably would just make me upset because I would put in all this effort and the players would just want to play a game. And so it's like when you homebrew yep. a lot of stuff in your world. Why aren't and your you players, role-playing my colonel right? That's not the choice he made. Uh, that's not too much like that. Just like having lore dripping around all of you and you just beeline it to whatever you want to uh, do. Yep. See uh, the side option at one point DMing a Clone Wars adventure. Oh, man. Ooh, oh, man. now that would be a lot of fun. That is another thing. You got me a splat book for one of the Star Wars RPGs that had content for Clone Wars. Yep. I'd love to play a clone trooper. I've talked about if we ever did <laughs> Starfinder wanting to play an analog of like a clone soldier because I think that's a super cool thing to role yeah. play and explore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my problem is I GM a lot of stuff and we run a podcast and mm-hmm. it's kind of all I have time to so, GM. Yeah. Clinkers so are dumb. Clone here's troopers my final all the way. question, <laughs> Derek. Yes. Do you know where I can get a blowjob? Centuries before the Starstone was raised. Not answering that question. The Wizard Kings, Nex and Geb, warred with one another, scarring the land between them into a devastated, unstable magic wasteland. From the glowing ashes of the Mana Waste arose Alkenstar, the city of smog, a metropolis of airships, skyscrapers, factories, and clockwork wonders. To the world, Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face of insurmountable odds. On its streets, life in Alkenstar is a non-stop race to stay ahead of the competition. And it is here that a desperate group, hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the ones who cast them out. They are the outlaws of Alkenstar. Ah, I couldn't take my, it any longer. I was trying so hard to be good and not interrupt. My, I don't know if any of this is going to make it into the uh, the final box. cut, but I was waving around the old horny stick, the little Listen, bump stick. they could hear what happened. You ain't got to explain nothing. D- don't explain nothing to them. I don't know if I'm going to leave what it about, What about the secret audience? one in the kitchen? But Jacob I love is how Drow out. and I were both pointing uh, at the kitchen. While I was waving the stick, he was freaking out like a cat because he saw a hair There's or something. There's a hair. I was going to grab it. He stuck his hand over my GM screen and I... Smacked it. Smacked him. What do you think I'm going to do? Grab this and yeet it? Yes. Yeah. No. To cheat. That'd he be cheats. Horrible. He's not a cheater. He's that'd be horrible. He plays metagame, but he's not a cheater. I metagame all the time. No, he'd just do it in a fit of rage. 
because I'd roll a natural 20 and he'd get mad again. You <laughs> stop that! I was, uh, I was actually re-listening to the early part of season three this past week. Yes. And I forgot how often. I, w- I rolled a natural 20 like a couple times and Jacob would get so, so mad. Uh, salty. We can't afford to take that kind of damage. We only have three people. Not only that, none of us are a tank. It is illegal mm-hmm. for you to critical. None of us are a tank and I am only barely a healer. It's like I'm the uh. closest thing we got to a tank and I'm a rogue for crying out loud. <laughs> Though you have a surprising amount of hit point tests like here. I tank, am tank, tank. not the tank, but I am the backup reserve. I'm Chester. Well, before we uh, jump into uh, resuming where we were, uh, let's do a quick uh, recap, and then I'm going to set a fun scene for us. <gasps> uh, when we last left Micah's Angels, a lot of stuff had happened. Um, you had made your way back to Hellside after being assaulted by a, a, a fiend. Rudely assaulted. Rudely assaulted. Rudely. Uh, you failed a chase. You fought off the fiend. Uh, you crawled your way back to the barely I was so heel. sad <laughs> that we failed the chase. Chase mechanics were so much fun. They are. they are. However, it was really fucking funny but to just a, absolutely immolate that yeah, man. Yeah, we did get to kill like a demon genie, so. It's pretty good. Hello. Uh, but when you made your way back to Hellside, you found this apartment that Shoma Lyserius supposedly Shoma. operates out of. Uh, I'm sorry. We got back to the tavern. I played cards with the dog man. You did. You did. But you eventually made your way okay. to uh, to Hellside. Um, uh, and when you got there, you unlocked the door, or rather Alonzo forcibly unlocked the door, and you started exploring this apartment. But it looked like no one had really been there, especially like the bedroom looked completely untouched. And you uh, found a hidden door in the back. Uh, I should also note here that as soon as you did enter the apartment, Alonso got, got a crossbow bolt to the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> so in in retribution, I took the crossbow. Yes, you did. Yeah. Uh, but you found this secret door and you started going back. Um, and I had you all roll stealth. And I think that's where we left off. You saw some horrible stuff in here. Yeah, there um, was a little imp man. Yep. And that's where we left off. But before we pick up with Micah's angels... And their pursuit of Shoma Lysirius. I have a fun little cutscene that we're going to have. Oh. So, uh, while all this is happening, a postman with a very bushy, bushy mustache walks very up. Very bussy. <laughs> walks up to a unassuming <laughs> townhouse in Ferris Quarter uh, and drops off the mail. And a woman comes and picks up the mail and starts looking through the letters. Cat, uh, do you want to describe what she looks like? She is a half-elf woman, very tall, and she has fiery red, long, wavy hair. And you can tell that she works. Her father's the tanner, but she's still very beautiful. Uh, and she looks through these letters, and we see one familiar one, one that Alonzo sent out uh, only just an episode ago from the Barrel and Bullet uh. Saloon. Uh, and she opens the letter, and do you want to have Alonzo narrate yes, the I will. that she reads? And she reads it with her new husband. <laughs> she better not. <laughs> this is my ex's last will and testament. All right. Dearest Eleanor, I write you this letter to warn you that it could be my last for some time. The less you know, the better, should they ask you about my whereabouts or my actions. If you haven't already seen my face on the posters, you should know that there's a bounty on me now. They will pay for tarnishing my good name. But more importantly, I'll be damned if they make us wait for our happiness together much longer. Be wary and be smart, my love. If they ask, you know nothing. 
and it's true, and not because I don't trust you. Should the worst somehow befall me, what little I have left to my name is yours. Check my father's favorite lockbox. You'll know the one. Take care of yourself, and let your father know I don't actually dislike him as much as I act like I do. He raised you well, and to someone I can't help but love. Yours always, Al. She folds the letter. She tucks it into a pocket. She pulls out a little handkerchief, wipes away a small tear. Pulls out a gun, cocks it, and goes to kill Muglin. (laughs) (laughs) Eleanor BBEG. (laughs) Why are you beating around the bush? Just go shoot him. That is an excellent letter. Good job, Kat. Good job, Josh. Al is a secret romantic. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Oh, no, it's loveless that you. It should be a little bit hard just to go up and kill. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, while that touching scene is happening, Al, the secret romantic, is going to be rolling initiative with his stealth score from last episode. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. I love getting to roast stealth. You just, oh, no, you've condemned yourself now, I was about to say, you just wrote a romantic letter. You just wrote a romantic letter. I said, I want to go fight this hey, guy. I You're going to die. I set this up on purpose. That's it. If this I lose Alonzo, he gets a heartfelt ending. And you right. get to play the, her. her. <laughs> Eleanor. <Yes>. Eleanor. <laughs> you don't know that's my plan. She's a <laughs> three-month-old fetus inside of her. Oh, no. Alonzo did the equivalent of, I had just, I got, uh, I'm going to propose. my last day on the, fo- on the force. <laughs> I'm going to propose I when I get I got flowers and everything. I got flowers and everything. Oh, no. I'm a R. nice R. police pilot. officer, and I'm the la- it's the last day on the force. If there's yeah. anything that kills characters faster, it's having a plan for the next day yep. about retiring or doing something or having character art drawn. Oh, ha. Ha! Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, well... So, yeah, let me describe the room that you see as you're entering it, and then we'll get into initiative here. The acrid smell of chemicals fills this chamber. A large table stands in the center of the room with a half-finished humanoid construct laying atop it. The north and west walls of the room have a large L-shaped table covered with alchemical equipment. Shelves and cabinets obscure the remaining walls. A 20-foot-long hallway exits to the north, which is where you guys are entering from, while doors exit to the south and to the west. Uh, and again, uh, you see sitting atop this uh, this uh, humanoid construct laying on the table a gross little impish blob, a Ooh, small figure. My um, favorite. And I'm going to do something real quick here. I'm going to name him Mochi. Oh my god. Alonzo, there is something wrong with the aura about you. It's though you've just done something romantic and sweet. You've you've doomed us all. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? You can't be so romantic. No! You've made plans with somebody external. <laughs> you can only make plans with us from now on. You had hope for happiness in the future. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you be so happy and well-rounded? Arf. That's why Chester has no romantic interest. That means he can never die. It's not his last day on the force. Chester's gives, in love with Saikir. It gives him a good motivation to want to clear his Saikir name. scares him. And stay alive. <laughs> that's why. That, that's that's their relationship. <laughs> oh, Saikir is terrifying, but cool. Uh, 
You, you want Psykir on your side. I didn't think that I was making Psykir that scary. You threatened to replace somebody limb for limb with machine parts. Upon first meeting you, yes. And you atomized your enemies. Well, that's just good because they're on they're on our side. So exactly. Happy. You only want Psykir on your side. That's right. We turn our enemies into Adam. Adam. Your name is now Adam. Chester, we must sacrifice somewhere else. We will all be doomed by his romantic. Shove him uh, in, close the door. Aura. <laughs> Shove him in, close the door. With my superior intellect, I can tell that's what's got to happen. You Devi- did this to yourself. Devise a stratagem. Shove. Yeah, but. Close door. In reality, they don't know. <laughs> Chester and Sykir don't know that Alonzo has sent said letter. Are you no. Sure? We followed him. You're right. We don't know. <laughs> Uh, we followed him. We can smell the sadness radiating smell off the, of him. The romance. Well, all right. Let's Why did you put so much cologne on specifically your left hand? <laughs> let me uh, let me rein it back in here. I please. got your initiative loaded in. Uh, you oh, guys rolled stealth, and these guys rolled uh, perception. <laughs> I need to defend myself. Hang on. It's like putting it on the letter. Like putting it on the letter. I understand. <laughs> but masturbating with cologne. <laughs> It was you! What was I supposed to expect? Oh. (laughs) Are we done talking about hand smells? Please. Please. I'm surprised you're asking about the. Are we done talking about hand smells as opposed to are we done talking about masturbation? Can we please just play Pathfinder? (laughs) All right, so. (laughs) Whenever we last left you guys, you rolled stealth for initiative. Pretty big part of Pathfinder. I Don't you act disappointed, Dayrak. Okay, to be fair. Okay, 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 okay. I'll okay. beat you with the honey stick. I'll bonk you all. I'll bonk you all. Excuse me, I happen to be the least of the problems oh here. Oh my god. You get the lightest bonk. <laughs> I like you, I'll bonk you last. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, man. Anyway, when we last left you guys, you rolled stealth for initiative. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I have all these guys roll perception. Did we win? Unfortunately. Oh. I can't remember what I rolled. Oh, he's got I, it. I wrote it down in my notes. You rolled a 25. That's pretty good. good. Unfortunately, I rolled slightly better. Um, Dang it. A 20 mix six. The real question is, did... Everything roll better than me. Curse my cursed die. So let's uh, let's jump into this as you're coming in. If you don't mind me asking, how did did this thing like see us walk in, yell at its things, or have we just not gotten there yet? We haven't gotten there yet. Okay, so Um, we're just rolling initiative. Yeah. So the first thing that's going to act right now is uh, you walk in the room, Alonzo, and you see the the imp little guy sitting on this humanoid figure and you also see these three clockwork handlers in the room your old buddies from the bank oh. good to see friends again right um, and this one starts creaking and stands up and he steps over to you Alonzo uh oh uh oh what is he gonna do just gonna say if he please, makes a physical attack on Nimble Dodge, he's going to politely ask for us to leave the premises. Please leave. No, uh, he's so just going to invite us for tea. Oh yes. First tea action: step up, 
and second action, punch you with his fist. Nimble dodge. No All crumpets. Right. No crumpets. No crumpets. It's gonna be crumpop. His fist is named crumpet. Oh. Same. Uh, natural seven for a total of fourteen. Ah, nope. Great. Uh, uh, all right, he's gonna try again with his other fist, skill issue. named T. Fisty. Uh, natural four, so that's gonna be like seven total. So you no. miss. He misses you both with the crumpets and with the T. You know what I just realized? Yes. I make fun of him when he misses. I get super angry when he criticals. I need to stop both of those. <laughs> those are toxic traits. And it's okay. It's funny. I'm the DM. We're performers. You are. You are the DM. You don't count. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of being the DM, <laughs> the second one's going to come up to Alonzo here. Oh, my goodness. Schwamp, schwamp, schwamp. And he's going to first action step, yeah. second action. He schwamps up. I've already nimble dodged. He schwamps. Yep. Uh, 18 to hit. Miss. Ha! Ooh, 20 total. Adjusted 20. You got me that time. Baby! What is your AC? 19 without oh. nimble dodge, which is okay. 21. Mm. You are going to take... Uh, seven points of bludgeoning damage. Ah, feels like old times. I bet that number is a whole lot smaller now than it used to feel like. Uh, okay. Uh, Alonzo Tinrivet, it is now your turn. Uh, so... The imp hasn't moved, has he? He has not, and by the rules, because you rolled stealth for initiative, and that he has, and he hasn't moved, uh, you as a rogue will be able to use your sneak attack on him. I also should note that I said, and I remember this because I wrote it down, oh, oh, oh. I drew and loaded the crossbow before we entered these Yay. rooms. So my brand new heavy crossbow was ready for a stealth shot. Yeah, give him what four? Get him. Give him what five even? Get him. What so, even six? Uh, Alonzo levels and sets to aim the new heavy crossbow. Now Imagining this, that this imp could one, potentially be who one, set the trap one, that hurt him. Nat one, nat twenty, nat twenty, nat twenty. Okay, not terrible. It's a nat twelve, so that's a twenty to hit. Twenty to hit. I think. And a two will hit. He's flat-footed to me. But there's an important thing. All right, oh. yeah. Uh, you are in melee range of these two uh, clockwork oh, handlers. They have it. And they both have the attack of opportunity oh, reaction. This is the first oh, time no. we've come up against this. It's not it makes actually. sense that I... Well, this is the first time we've been hit by it. Uh, it came up in the second episode, I think. But yeah. let, let, them, let them swing. Well, I forgot. They got to roll good to hit swing. me. Swing. So, uh, for those who don't know, attack of opportunity is a reaction. Not everyone has it. Um, it's fighters, I know, get it, but these guys have it. Uh, whenever a creature within your reach uses a manipulate action or a move action or makes a ranged attack... Uh, or le like leaves the square uh, during a move action it's using, you can uh, lash out at that foe because your foe leaves an opening. You make a melee strike against the triggering creature if your attack is a critical hit and the trigger was a manipulate action, you disrupt that action. Uh, this strike doesn't mm. count towards your multiple attack penalty and your multiple attack penalty doesn't apply to this However, strike. However, I should note this is a calculated move. If I make it, I'm going to do a good deal of damage. Yeah, so yes. what I was reading that for is it doesn't really disrupt what you're doing, mm -hmm. but you'll take a hit from their highest attack bonus. So both of them are going to get a, All uh, right. a hit on you. Uh, natural nine, uh, or rather natural two for a total of nine. Nope. Bad. Oh, thank and God. Then, uh, natural four for a total of... 11. No. All wow. right. Make your attack on the little It was a 20. Dude. Did the 20 hit? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That does hit. Oh, and by the way, I have some fun art of him. Ooh. Oh, I totally want to see Do the Do we art. get to see this fat Goop little impumunculus? Goop man. Goop man. I have to get new dice. Show me Mochi. This uses dice I haven't picked up yet. I haven't used a D10 oh, in this never game mind. yet. His name's not Mochi. This is what Mochi looks like. Oh, never no. mind. Why is... His name is the gargoyle from the show Gargoyles. <laughs> His oh, name he's is nasty. Slurp. Slurp. Uh, okay, so nasty. you hit, roll your damage for me, please. Plus a... Um, I feel like he's stinky. He, Plus my sneak attack, stinky. which is... I always forget, I shouldn't. 1d6. Yes, 1d6 until level 5. Oh, yes! Oh! Um, I just rolled two nines. Oh! So uh, two nines is 18... And that is plus nothing. I didn't think it was on the crossbow. Mm. Plus the D6, which is a four. So that's 22 damage. That's a sexy little bit. And then I drop the crossbow. Bam! What are you doing? You stop that. Oh, I don't like Is he dead? Is he dead? Is he dead? Is he dead? Is he D-E-E-E-E-D? Did I one shot? Did we make, did you make him too weak for us? Is he D-A-D? Dad? Dad! Dad! Is he dad? Did dad come back? You came back from milking the cows! You killed my dad! You look really different now! I'll end your life! Oh, okay, thank goodness. Oh. So, fun fact. Peek yes. behind the screen a little bit. This guy is supposed to have the elite template. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't. It wasn't clicked on. So, oh. you would have one-shot it. What's your total again? 22. Oh, thank God. I'll live another day. Another round, even. Why do you think I took the risk and did this attack? I wanted to do big damage. Okay, otherwise he would have been super duper dead. Heckin' dead. He would have been (gasps) hella killed. The numbers popped up to 7 minus 22. Yeah, it did. I love it. Uh It's like a video game. So I don't know if you saw this yesterday on Foundry, but uh, (laughs) Blue Fang (laughs) was still on the little battle tracker. Yeah, he Uh was. And I was looking at his token, and then I saw plus one dead. <laughs> and I was like, Dear. "What the fuck is that?" Uh, Rest in peace, on that, in that game, uh, I was using Foundry for that classy. Forbidden game, and so oh I moved God. him down to the bottom of the combat tracker, just to get him out of the way. And like, what? Well, who's down there? Oh, that's Blue Fang. Oh, and I was like, "Oh yeah, well, we'll just leave him down there." Plus dead. <laughs> um. So Derek is yeah. dropping the crossbow in action. Uh, I think it's a free action to drop it. it better be a free action. Okay. All you free action do is- drop. Will I incur an attack of opportunity to draw my rapier? That Not anymore. would be, is that a manipulate action? Uh, I believe so. Are you going to get smacked again? Uh, they've already used their reaction. Unless okay. they've got so another one. It doesn't Good. matter. Hey. Uh, I mean, I don't know manipulate. You physically well, manipulate an item, make gestures to use an action with trait creatures without blah, 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 blah. I believe drawing a weapon is a manipulate. Yes. I'm just going to double check here. Yeah, it's a manipulate action. I don't think it's one of those things that's it's not like um, specifically listed from what I can see. No, it's an interact action, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, drawing a weapon falls under the manipulate trait. Um, so you would provoke again their reaction, but they have already used the reaction this round, so you're good. So that's one action to shoot, free action, drop, one action to draw. And then I'm going to attack the one that hit me. Uh, babe, I don't remember which one hit you. <laughs> um, Did one hit you? 
Yes, yeah, one hit me. Hit I took seven him. bludgeoning damage. Oh. Yeah, which one do you want to attack? The one to uh, in front of you or the I'll one I'll just assume side? the one in front of me hit me. Alrighty. Um, me and so attack. I attack that one with my second attack bone. With your second attack bone. 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 Oh, that's a natty 19. Woo! Um, I'm trying to make sure that doesn't actually Is it as a count as a critical? as a critical for me. Uh, it, uh, you just add it up and tell it's him. It's numeric. Yeah, just tell yeah, it's me. It's numeric. Um, okay, that is a 29 to hit. 29 total? Yeah. My rapier is plus 10. That's all. Even with your second attack? Oh, no, I'm so sorry. It's oh. not. You're right, 24. 24. I looked at the wrong one. Okay. My bad, my bad. Almost a critical, but not quite. Oh, so really still a hit, though, right? Still a hit. Oh. No sneak attack, because this one's acted yeah, already Yeah, this one's acted you. already. Oh, minimum damage, five. Piercing, should it matter. It shaves off a little bit, because remember, these guys have resistance. That's about all I can do is physical damage, though. Yeah. All right. There we go. If you believe hard enough, you could do magic damage. It's all about to believe. But uh, I do believe that was a stellar turn on my part, and I'm thrilled. That's a lot of of damage. All right. That's a lot of damage. A little bit of fairy dust. Think a happy thought. Stab. I know I've left the way blocked, but I did damage (laughs) while I had my best try. Chester Williams. It's your Chester turn. Williams. It's Chester Williams. Chester, Chester, Chester. It's your turn. Boop. <laughs> Let's try this again. Jacob.exe oh, does not work. <laughs> uh, Is that what you said? He got the operator tone going on his head. Uh, Chester is going to knowledge check McBlob. Okay. Um, slurp. Slurp. Uh, what should I roll? Oh... That's a good question. You should roll. Okay. Um, Prob- let me check my table here real quick. Religion for a planar creature? Arcana or crafting? I wonder which Ooh, one you're going to roll. I can choose crafting? Yeah. Hot dog. I'm going crafted. Woo! I oh. missed the tower by landing in the box. <laughs> 21. Woo! 21. Nice. Okay. Mission this, failed successfully. You want to know what this right. is? Uh, yes, please. It is a homunculus. Oh, that makes sense. It's a smart guy. He's got smart guy minions. Uh, uh, I'm what would you oh. like to know about homunculus, dude? Actually, let me be correct. It is a genderless homunculus. Of course, everything this is one, a dude to me. Dude Was this one created by putting dude can semen be in an non-gendered. egg? Dude is a non-gender term. You're right. Uh, By the way, question, Drow. No, that was a joke. Okay. Do you remember the person that was trying to create a homunculus by injecting things into a chicken egg? What? 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 Somebody was trying to make a homunculus by injecting their own uh, semen into a chicken egg. What? Ah, that's bad facts. Bad facts. (laughs) According to my cheat sheet, my releasing of my weapon should not have triggered a reaction. A.K. Page four seventy. Yeah, but you taking a ranged attack is what triggered the reaction. Oh, that, but I meant like dropping my weapon shouldn't have. I like it. Hey, all you people out there who make the cheat sheets, please put your page numbers on there. Oh, yes, please. I put this cheat sheet Uh, in the Discord. Chester would like to know if it is weak to something and if it is resistant to something. The homunculus? Yes. It has no specific weaknesses uh-huh. or any resistances. However, uh, it mm-hmm. has a lot of immunities from being having the construct trait. It is immune to bleed, death effects, to disease, to doomed, drained, fatigued, healing, necromancy, non-lethal attacks, paralyzed, poisoned, sickened, and unconscious. My whip could not hurt this creature. Fun fact. I'm not using my whip, though. Chester's going to pull out a bomb and throw what it What about it. fucking exploded? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get that it. That might work. <laughs> is, is it resistant to fucking exploded? <laughs> Eat this, you wizard bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Parry this. Oh, no. He can't bleed. 
I love that. It's a the old Star Wars meme. It's like, uh, oh, the Jedi can parry lightsaber. The, the, the lightsabers can parry blaster bolts. Mandalorian pulling out a shotgun. Parry this, this, you wizard bitch. Uh, so I, I am within 20 feet of it. Okay. And I rolled a 13 plus... That's not what I need. Are you devising a stratagem? Uh, no, I didn't have enough time Ooh. to do that. I have to pull uh, the bomb out and throw it. 13 plus 8. No, that's a blight bomb, moderate. That's a 21, Jacob. Stratagem undevised. There we go. 13 plus 8 is 21. I'm going to give it cover. You don't Why? have to do that. Because you are because of Alonzo. You have Psyker and Alonzo in front of you, and he's around a corner to you. Are you going to fucking hit us? That'd be really funny. I mean, I shouldn't. Because I didn't, like, fail or anything. Like, Even I'm fully expecting fail. to catch Alonzo in my scream. Just, uh, disc, yeah, you, disc bomb empty. You have to go <laughs> around a corner, but you still have a line on him. <laughs> so that would count as normal cover. Uh-huh. Uh, with a 21, that's his AC exactly. You hit. Oh, Woo! spicy, dicey. Oh. All right, so this is... I did not devise a stratagem, so this will only be 2d6 plus 2. What kind of bomb is this? A moderate lightning oh, bottle. Okay. That's a Mixed six lightning? on the die. A six on the die <gasps> plus two Ooh. is max damage for 14 damage. Sweet. Would you like to describe your kill? Ha! Uh, the bottle lands on it and it explodes. And Among he dies. Yeah. nuts. And also that robot who is adjacent to it, any enemy adja- or anyone adjacent to it gets two electric damage. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. I'm not adjacent right now. You're not Jason. Adjacent. It's a fun Hello, word. Jason. Yes, it is a fun word. Yeah, you do two damage to the... This is the construct in front of Alonzo because uh, sh- he's adjacent to it. I guess it- I shouldn't have said Yeet. I should have said Kobe because it was so accurate. Isn't Jason the... <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's Chad. No, the one that gets absolutely oh, dunked Jason, on. Oh, yes, yes. All yes. right, so every time Drow has mentioned this, <laughs> clearly, Drow has a meme stuck in their head right now. It's the one from the Friday the 13th game, right? Where, yeah. like, someone, like, dances over top of Jason with the, the, the Speedo on. <laughs> the leopard girl. Sorry. That is me playing um, Just Dance. That is... In a leopard print Speedo? <laughs> no. Though I would totally wear a leopard print swimming suit. Just not a speedo. Oh. Would you dance to California Girls Ball to wear Dancing over Jason. Yes. If you got me an 80s style leotard, yeah, probably would. <laughs> we just dance. Do you want the okay. leg warmers? Yes, leg warmers. Leg warmers. And little wrist warmers. Little yeah. Band. New Your hair idea. has to be... <gasps> New version of this meme idea. Chester dancing over an electrocuted homunculus in a Speedo. Um, all right. Daisy Duke's bikinis on top. That just did me a D6 of mental damage. Uh, I would like to take a fourth action to do the California girls dance. I'm sorry. Uh, from that's, where I am. that's a three action activity. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I know what I'm spending my turn on. Uh, yeah, everything around it gets two electric damage, and that is Chester's turn. All right. So, fun fact, though, uh, these guys are weak to electricity. <laughs> so that splash damage triggers it, and they go down a little bit more. I yes. almost forgot about that. Uh, okay, well, it's the other clockwork handler's turn. The last clockwork handler that hasn't acted yet is going to go up to Alonzo, surrounding him now. Alonzo? Mm-hmm. Alonzo's uh, gonna get the shit kicked out of him. Going to go take a swing It was at the boy. calculated. 
Ooh, natural was, 18. But boy, it was am I fated. bad at math. That's going to be a 25 total. Yeah, that hits, but it is not a critical. Yeah, Thank you're God. You're going to take six also, points of budgeting damage I've already used up my nimble dodge, correct? Yeah, it's still It's same. not been my turn again yet. It's still round one, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. So that's going to be six points total bludgeoning damage from the okay. first attack. Second attack... Natural 19. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Maybe. And I don't have a negative modifier, so that'll hit again uh, for minimum damage, five points of Oof, bludgeoning Thankfully, damage. it was minimum. All right. That's his turn. Psych here, the uh, observer. The I sanctioned. am ready to roll. All right. What do you want to do? First things first, I got to see if I explode. Yes, please. Oh, thank God. I do not explode. Explodent. Uh, let me see if I have expended any of my spells. First and foremost, I have, actually. Uh, so I would be getting back one of my first level spells. Pretty sweet. Did, is this not the same day as the din? This div? is a fresh day. Okay. This is a fresh day. We went back Solid. after fighting the Jean. Yeah, you you uh because you went there, din. you'd rested, you went to the barrel and bullet, and then you uh, went to the uh, went to Hellside to scope things out, had a fight, and said, no thank you for today. Went back, took a rest for the night, and then came back today. All right. Beautiful. How hurt are you, Alonzo? Um, I am under half health. I'm going oh. to... Remember, I took pretty bad damage from the crossbow. Oh, Immediately yeah. place my hands on you and cast heal. Oh, thank you. I cast harm. Mighty Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> hey. Uh, you wrote the letter. Harm. <laughs> nobody gets a happy ending, goddammit. Uh, Uh-oh. I'm going to do the two-action version. Oh, thank you. So it gets an extra eight. Okay, so D8 so plus eight. D8 eight. plus eight, yeah. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Ten. Oh, that is still really nice. That takes back one whole hit. Yeah, it does. All right, so that's two actions from you, Psykeer. You have one action left. Is there anything you'd like to do? Yes, I'm going to lifelink. Okay. With my last action. Sweet, so that'll take you up to minor curse? Yes. Uh, Okay, Uh, so that's your third action. That'll be your turn. mm -hmm. All right, top of round two. this is the meme, but in reverse, uh, where Alonzo's surrounded by the three, like, Tom and Jerry cat thugs. Um, Wait, does Lifelink do healing to begin with? Yes. You get a D4. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and roll that. I need that healing. Three. Three healing for you. Now it's then, like I've gotten back two hits. And you'll shave off three <laughs> damage, I think, mm-hmm. from each of these upcoming Thank hits. you. I'm in much better shape. All right, Punchy Boy number one. Oh, Nimble you know dodge. I no, it's not been my turn yet. I had forgot mm. I have this trait on my attack. Ha! Uh, you can use your reaction, and it's, it's a set, it's a new round. If you want to go ahead and spend your reaction, I'll yes, say. I'm going to go ahead and spend it for the first hit. It's easier for me to keep track of reactions by round instead of by when your turn has come up again. I get that. Um, okay, so here we go again. Uh, that is going to be a miss on the first attack. Natural 20 on the second oh, no. attack. Oh, no. That'll be a critical. You stop. So that's oh, God. seven points of damage times two is 14 minus three from your lifelink, which will be 11 points of damage. There goes all the healing you just did for me. Oof. Oof. Shubapadu. Oofta. Uh, and that's only my second attack. So with my third and final most action, I will grab you. Oh, no. Oh, God. 
You are now disgusting. We were joking. We were joking. Don't kill him. You are now grabbed. You can't, you can't kill him. It's illegal. It'll look too intentional. Yeah. The audience will never believe it happened naturally. Mm-hmm. They'll believe we we'll, planned this, you and I. We'll, we'll tell them. We'll tell them. We'll rat you out. <laughs> uh, you are now grabbed. It is now the second clockwork handler's turn. What do I want to do with Shit. you? It wants to run. Its master is I dead. I didn't crit that time I rolled the natty 19, did I? The, uh, I did not. No, no because okay. it had you were on your second, second attack. Hit. Okay. Yeah. Alonzo out here feeling like Bono. Pro Bono? No. Oh. Uh, but I have kept y'all from taking damage other than the lifelink. You know, you know, you too, Bono. I want to run. I want to hide. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty hurt. The second run. one here is actually going to do an old move. Oh, oh a no. classic. Oh, is it going to shoot go... a javelin? No, I hate Damn it. Damn it. You stop. Damn it. The, don't be. But we know that's like two actions. This isn't the same one from the bank, so that's illegal. It has, it's, it's on my sheet. Siren, two actions. It's going to boop. I need uh, everyone to make a fortitude save. Why? Oh. Because of the loudness of it. Oh, Darn. you know what? I'll take four or two save over more enemies. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Not um, a good roll. Uh, sure hope this isn't a high save. I right. got a 12. That's a failure. 17. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, that's a pass. Oh. I needed it to be a pass. 15. 15 is a pass. Uh, Chester, you can't hear anything but oh, the Oh, no, you're deafened. What? <laughs> what? 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 And you critically will, will critically fail perception checks that require uh, hearing and are immune to auditory effects. Oh. <gasps> that means that I can cast my fucking scream through you, you now. You can yell at me the opposite direction of the enemies. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I have always is... wanted to do this. Why is your mouth opening? Like, really wide? And just being held open in my direction? Uh, Why are things dying around me? What's going on? All right, and then you would also take a minus two circumstance penalty to perception when you're like near this thing going <laughs> off, uh, but we'll get to that if we need to. So basically, nothing that matters right now. Ah, uh, sure. Uh, and it's going to mm, take another. Uh, don't like that. Don't like that. Punch at Alonzo. I don't think can he attack Psykir from here? I don't think he can. can you stop attacking um, Alonzo. But he's so punchable. You might be able Hit to, me. but you'd have to like you take really big negatives for being on that corner. I mean, I don't you, blame them for attacking me. I'm gonna go after Psykir, but with cover. Plus two to okay. your AC. No, what what they're like is cover the highest version of that because I would give them like really good cover for that. Not only is Alonzo, cover. I believe so if it exists. All right, well, I'll go after like, Psyche with greater cover. Add four to your AC. All right. They've already got me grabbed. Uh, 21? It's exactly. Ah. Uh, with four to your AC? Yep. Yes. My What's AC your- is 17. 17. Wow. Same for Chester. Oh, boy. Yeah. Delightful. I thought we were done with these things being a threat. No, sir. Don't Did worry. Did you fight these things at level one? I think these are a little bit advanced. We managed or to get these are the exact a sneak same attack in. So you're going to take uh, seven points of bludgeoning damage. That's solid. Uh, and he grabs you. Okay. Rude. You are now restrained. Uh, let me see if I have enough actions for this. I do. Oh, no. He, are you going to handcuff me? Oh, no. He just hits you. He doesn't grab you. My okay. apologies. All right. I'll uncheck it uh, because I need an action to grab. Minus one hug. Does Indeed. he not have an action? I two action siren, Be one little. action hit. 
Uh, that's his turn, but he hits you still, but he can't grab you. Alonzo Ten Rivet, you are grabbed though. It yeah. is now your turn. All right, can I ungrabbed myself? You sure can. What would I need to roll? Uh, you can make a grabbed creature can use the escape action to get out Ooh. of the grab. Uh, the escape action, uh, you attempt to escape from grabbed, immobilized, or restrained. Using Choose. acrobatics or athletics? Uh, you can attempt a... Uh, it's typically acrobatics or athletics, yeah. And you're going to roll against my athletics DC. I'm going to use acrobatics because it is higher. Sweet. Mm. I'm just going to be try to... I'm going to try to be nimble instead of strong to get out. All right. Oh, natty 17. Woo. That's a 26. Uh, 26. Left, that will left. absolutely do it. You yes. are no longer grabbed. Yay. Congregations. I am going to attempt a tumble behind. Constabulatory. Okay, so one action escape, one action tumble yeah, behind. one action tumble behind. All right, roll me that. Another acrobatics roll. That is a 21 to tumble behind. That will tumble behind. Let me look at the Hot action dog. traits real quick. Hot I don't dog. think you trigger anything. Tumble. Thing is, though, even if this triggers an attack of opportunity, getting me out of range of all three of them is very important to me. Yeah, you, the, the tumbling behind or tumbling behind is a variation of tumble through. Tumble through is a action with the move trait, so it will trigger this uh, cavalcade of reactions. What does it let you do? What does tumble through let you do? Uh, tumble through lets you go through someone's space. Okay. Tumble behind lets you do that and make someone flat foot. I'm going to double check that tumble behind doesn't uh, say no attack of opportunities. Yeah, that's what I was asking about. Mm. When you successfully tumble through, uh, the foe whose face you pass through uh, against your next attack is flat-footed against your next attack. So nothing special there. Yeah. Tumble through has the move trait. I've got to get out of here, though. You know? Yeah. Okay. So you'll still, it'll still pass. But I'm no longer grabbed and flat-footed because of it, correct? Right. So this ups my AC against these attacks. Right. Uh, and you can activate your nimble dodge if you haven't yes, already. Yes, I activate it. Have you already done that in the earlier part of the mm, round? I probably did. Yeah, okay. you did. As soon so, as I get it, I activate it. So you're going to take three attack opportunities, but you will Jeez. already successfully Holy tumble shit. through. However, I have my full AC back. Uh, miss with a 17. Miss with another 17. Oh, oh natural 18 on the last one, though. Yeah, so that'll hit. hit. Uh, you're going to take minimum damage, five points of damage. So right. that's that is two. two. All right, but you can make your attack against this flat-footed foe. And you finally made space for the rest of the party. That, I mean, I was trying I to get the party that. in and also be able to get we, out of three attacks at once. Chester's fine back here. Chester's good back here. Uh, All righty right. then. I'm going to attack, and it's flat-footed to me, so I get to do sneak attack damage if I hit. Yes. My only melee weapon does non-lethal, so I can't hurt these um, guys with weapon. Yeah. That is a 24 yeah. to hit. Uh, 24 to hit. That's a critical success. Woo! Yes! Ah! Hot dog? Hot doggy. All right, so roll your I am a cat. weapon damage I plus your sneak attack. Mm. Uh, double and it and double then, it. then add your D8 of deadly. All right. So that is 10. Six, a, D, a six on the D6 plus four is 10 plus five sneak attack. So that's 15. Doubled is 30. And, and then, then adding the deadly. D8 of deadly, that's Whoa. 34 damage. Yeah, he's hella dead to the max. Woofta. Uh, Delicious. Good job. Uh, okay, so that'll be your turn. That's all three actions. Mm -hmm. Chester Williams. Chester Williams. Chester, a.k.a. Williams, is going to go down and to the right a little bit. 
And it doesn't matter. Is that your that. middle name? I critical him because he Acca. did. Hold on, sorry, taking time. Chester Acker Down. Williams. I kind of like it. <laughs> and can I stand here? I'll allow it. All right. Jeez. Uh, and then Chester's going to play a game he likes to call throw a bomb. Okay. Where he's going to draw a bomb. Okay. Ooh. And then throw it. So move, draw, bomb, throw. Is he like throw. sketching? <laughs> Is draw. It? Pulls out a notepad. Bow. Charcoal. Pulls out an Etch-a-Sketch. Chester oh. works in charcoals. Yeah. That's how I imagine etch a sketch. Mm. Uh, let me double check in some real quick. He's going to pull out an alchemist's fire. And just chuck that at the robot that is furthest to the north. The okay. one that with the splash damage won't hit Alonzo. The robot Thank to you. the north. I missed the hole again. Oh, no. But um, that was a four on the die. Ouchies. Okay. Plus eight is 12. That's going to be a miss. It takes two fire damage. Okay. Mm. And I believe the one next to it does as well. Okay. But that will be it. You still did some damage. Just take the splash damage. Silly creature. Yeah, because you still hit its spot. You just miss it, right? Yeah, both it and the creature next to it oh, take two fire spot. damage. <laughs> okay, uh, it's its turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's its turn. I'm going to move the dead one off the map here. I mean, can it truly be dead if it never lived? Yes. Um, oh. The third most one is going to Solid shamble, answer. shamble, shamble. Who do I want to smack? Alonzo. Alonzo. Yeah! No, wait, no. Roll. I just destroyed one of them. I make It makes sense. You just killed Timbot. I'll never forgive Jim you. Timbot won't forgive me? Nope. Miss. And... Ooh. Ooh. 18. That's still a miss. That's still a miss. Hot dog. Fingers crossed. It worked. Uh, Psychirbot, it is your turn. Perchance. Psychirbot? You are part robot, right? Or are right. you part machine? Beat Borp, I'm a cat. I... I Beat Borp, I'm a cat. So here's here's a moral quandary about that. Does being a robot mean that you have a robot brain? Like a mechanical brain? Or are you a cyborg? I think Psykir's more of a cyborg. I just, Sweet. I just said do it because it sounded funny. Do you have a meat brain or a machine brain? Yes. Cyborg. Psykir is a cyborg, which makes them even cooler. Meat brain. 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 It's the weirdest one I think so far. What do you want? Psych here? Uh, I want to see where my little cone would be if I screamed. What? And and Chester is deaf. It doesn't have to worry about him. Chester's what? You don't have to worry about him. Yeah, if I... So if you want to scream, yeah, you'd hit everyone. Well, you hit Alonzo if you screamed. What if I backed up? Uh, If you backed up... Then you wouldn't hit everybody. You would not hit everybody. Yeah, you could hit exactly the robot in front of Alonzo. Oh, this takes into account the corner. It do. Huh. So it's a smart map. If you have to hit me, hit me. You could take one action to step back, two actions to cast your cantrip, and you'd only hit the robot in front of Alonzo. Yeah, and if well, the thing of it is, is like no matter what, they to won't be hit fair, two robots. Even if you hit Chester, he's immune to auditory effects. Right? Yeah. Like, it's impossible That's to why hit I was Chester. okay if there was, like, hitting Chester, but I can't get back there. Hmm. Yeah, but you could take a step back and hit one of them. I will do that. I will take a step back and yell at the one in front of Alonzo. Perhaps kill it. Yes. Perhaps. Natural one. 
Yeah. Wow. What are you saying? What? So, let me see what uh He's screaming. Haunting they, him does. They screamed. What? You can't I hear think it. I think it's uh, your... A D4... Alonzo Mimes. Plus... Screaming. Oh, no, it's a D6. Oh, I gotcha. A D6 plus four. So now it's... Uh, Ooh, is it heightened? Oh, yeah, because it, it used to just be your spellcasting ability modifier. Could um, be. This is a signature spell? This is a cantrip. A cantrip is a spell you can cast at will that is automatically heightened to half your level rounded up. You are now level three. Oh, okay. So it will... Uh, Half your level rounded up would be two. Two, yeah. Yeah. So by at base, haunting him is uh, just your spellcasting ability modifier for damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, heightened plus two. So if you add it two, it would be a D6 plus whatever it is. You increase every two levels, you would increase the uh, damage by a D6. Is here lab telling you that it's now yes. a D6 plus four? a D6 plus four. Cool. And... If they critically fail, they are deafened. And we take, do I take double damage? If you critically fail, yes. Basic fortitude, yeah, 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 I'll take, I'll take double damage. So go ahead and roll your damage, d6 plus four. So two d6s and then plus four? No, just one d6 plus four. Five. All right, five plus four is nine. Yeah. So that'll be 18 points of damage. You shatter this robot. Yes! The screws come loose. It falls apart in front like, of Alonzo. Like a Looney Tunes cartoon where the screws go flying? Yep. You can tell what I watched him as a kid. <laughs> I remember being interested because these are constructs, but they don't have any... Um, they're not like immune an immunity to, to auditory do. effects. Yeah. yeah, so he is super dead. Alrighty. Uh, that is y- your turn. You backed up two action cast. Yep. Uh, then we'll go to round three. We've got one clockwork hander left. It's opposite of Sy- uh, not Sykeer, of Chester, Chester, aka, AKA Sykeer Williams. Williams. <laughs> uh, he'll come up. Chester Williams. And he'll punch Chester. Oh, uh, yes. No. The Ooh. shipping name. Chester. Uh, natural 16 plus 7 is going to be a total of 23 against you, Chester. Oh, my God. Say that one more time. Uh, I got a natural 16 for a total of 23 against your armor class. That'll do it. Not a critical. Uh, and that's going to be six points of bludgeoning damage. Ouchie. Last action, I'm going to grab you. Ah. So wait, it does a D6 plus four? Yes. Nice. That was how much damage? Six. Uh, six points of bludgeoning damage, and you are now grabbed. You got bruised. I don't know if it doubles the damage. Uh, critically failing does if it's a yeah, basic it says a basic, what's basic it? fortitude save if you click on basic at least on uh, archive Nethys, it'll tell you critical success no damage success half damage failure full damage critical, critical failure, failure double, double damage. damage okay that's a basic okay. save imagine a fireball with that Woo. damn alright so but you were imagine grabbed fell into that Woo. <laughs> Owen yeah oh. you're you're grabbed now um, one time and that's it's turn it is now Alonzo Tin Rivet's turn. I will move this other dead clockwork handler out of your way. What would you like to do? <laughs> Get I was like off me. to move up. I just can't remember if tumble through is a part of a move or if I have to it's use. It's its own separate move thing because okay. you're going to move through it. So I'm going to go one up. Me. Don't get in front of me. Don't get in front of you. Okay, then I won't. I won't tumble through. Then you I'll don't just have move. to go through it, right? You could... Um, go th- could I tumble through over to here? There. It just says move through the space of an enemy. So, so assuming could... I'm moving through it. Yeah. So All right, so I'm going to attempt to tumble through. 18. 18. 
against my reflex DC is going to succeed. Ooh. You will trigger an attack of opportunity for okay. Take it. Uh, he will miss with a total of 16. Uh, he is now flat-footed to you. Yes. Gabagool. I do my best damage to flat-footed enemies. Yeah. Kill him. Kill him. Now these 17. 17. 27 Whoa. to hit. You oh, used another critical hit. <laughs> it's dead. It's Good dead. You're, I want to roll my damage, Jacob. Leave me alone. and scraps. You don't know but a hound bot. Hound bot. Ain't no that friend is of mine. Boom, 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 six boom, boom. plus four is ten. Doubled is twenty plus the D eight deadly. Twenty six damage. God, you were never gonna kill him anyway. No friend of mine. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> so Jacob, dead. the the jingle jangle bracelet of extra acrobatics, <laughs> best purchase. Yeah, baby. <laughs> jingle, jingle, bracelet. Uh, you kill the homunculus. You kill the three clockwork handlers. Uh, not before one of them could get off a signature. We got to get out of here. Hopefully because we're so far deep inside of this rock face, it won't be heard. What? And good job. You have cleared out this room. This uh, weird looking lab or something that they have with this clockwork humanoid on the table is available for you to explore but someone may know that you're here. Ooh. And that is we're going to pick ah, up no, at our I next do episode. Thing. I, I pick up my crossbow. I just want to do one thing. The whole thing? Yeah. I pick up my crossbow. We've been recording for like almost an hour and a half. I just want to do one thing. What do you do? I look over at Alonzo and I'm like, Chester cannot hear us. I need you to fall to the ground and act like you're dead. What? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D gallon. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag thirdgallon, and we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of the podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our theme for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfi, and you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfi Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.